High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. It's time for the Hook Health Checkup in the company of Dr. Kira Kelly, uh, who, of course, answers all your questions. Uh, where We are trying. She's getting psychiatric help to answer them slightly shorter than usual, so you can yourself can check. Is, is she seeing any improvement? You can send us your questions to 53106, cost 30 cent. By the way, there is no correlation between a long question from you and a long answer. So you don't actually have to give us six pages of stuff. Oh, no. I'm off and running, female, early 20s. Disgusting verrucas on the ball of my foot for three years. But they're affecting her walk. Mm -hmm. Went to two doctors, three chiropodists. Got them frozen, fainted with the pain. They came back. Farukas come back, don't they? Well, aren't they the hardest this, thing this to get rid of? This twenty-year-old um, who's fainted with the pain. Uh, I, I, I've done cryotherapy on myself for you. You zap your own skin. With There's the wart. no pain though. Oh, no, it is sore, but but fainting. Ah, no, fa- fainting. It, no, well, fainting does seem it's uh, like quite a reaction. Maybe people, she's a chicken. Maybe she is a chicken. And I suspect that's actually true. I suspect she's a bit of a chicken. Because here's the thing. You often have to repeatedly treat a Veruca to get rid of it. that's right. And you have to go back maybe every two to three weeks or two to four weeks to your doctor for a period of several months. And only by persistently treating it like that do you get rid of it. This girl... Have a look at the ball on my foot there, will you? Look. It is disgusting. She's right. It's foul. No, but I I have... George actually put his foot... Quite, you're quite uh, nimble, George. Put your foot on the desk. <laughs> but here's the point. I have verrucas in the ball of my foot. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't do anything with them. Okay. Why? Because they don't do anything to me. Yeah. They don't yeah. affect yeah. me. Yeah. So therefore, but she had the problem. She couldn't walk. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're too big or whatever. And they're going into their... And, and she hurt. must but get she something she has done. to persist. I'm yeah. sorry, love, but what you have to do is go back and back and back and back for a series of months for repeated freezing till they're gone. All right, Fred and Kerry. Tinnitus. But then he has phlegm in his chest and throat. Now, are they not two separate problems? Well, they kind you of can, are. You, you can can't fix tinnitus. You can the bells ring and tough luck. The, for whom the bell tolls. Isn't that um, true? Well, certainly you can have tinnitus without phlegm in the throat and you can have phlegm in the throat without tinnitus. Um, generally, but it's not impossible that he has tinnitus because he has an upper respiratory issue going on. Uh, allergic rhinitis, chronic sinusitis, a post-nasal drip, any of those things. I would suggest this. Get a sinus rinse, wash out your sinuses, use a topical steroid nasal spray and take an antihistamine and see where you're at. Let's just see. But that doesn't fix the tinnitus. If the tinnitus is caused by back pressure, yes, yeah, it will. Right. But if it the won't. tinnitus is a, is a standalone problem, as you rightly pointed out, George, there's not much treatment for it. Right. I, uh, I absolve myself from answering this question. My daughter, 19, diagnosed today with a folded womb, bad periods, etc. What's that? Well, actually, it's a funny thing. I've never heard the um, folded womb uh, expression before. I suspect what she's referring to is a retroverted uterus uh, or a uterus that is anatomically unusual in its shape. Um, There's going to be nothing you can do about this one way or another. If you're anatomy it's like you having an eye that's bigger than another eye or an ear that's hairy or, okay. or, or, or a right. leg that's different we're made the way we're made and our anatomy is what we're given and therefore and you get bad period pain well you see the thing is one person's bad lots of people get bad period pain and what can you do for that loads of things for example you might take Ponston um, or okay. you know all all that sort of stuff or if they're very very bad you might go on the pill there's lots of stuff that this you is do. the great thing about the Garden of Eden 
and Adam Garden and Eve. Garden of Eden. Yeah, and Adam and Eve. Despite when, all my years in this programme, you still manage to surprise me occasionally. The woman with the folded womb, this is the great thing about the Garden of Eden. Well, when you're one persuaded Adam to eat the apple, God said, Eve, you're going to have periods. I think it is the biggest... No, I'm serious. I don't think... I think your Bible study no, is a bit off. I don't think he ever no, inflicted periods on did. the women because of the apple. No, the thing is that... No, this is a serious answer. This is a serious answer. One of the great things that women have that men cannot understand, like men like me, just cannot understand it, right? We can understand birth, right? We get that. But we have no understanding of what every 30 days for a substantial period of a woman's life from age 12 to 52 for 40 years, a woman goes through this. It's very difficult. And so therefore... It's a result of Adam and Eve, of course, in the Garden of Eden. But all I'm saying and is... also to do with your uterus lining <laughs> thickening due to yeah, hormonal yeah. changes after yeah, yeah. you ovulate that and could aren't happen. pregnant. That could happen. I'm only trying to say that I have enormous sympathy for women who have, have difficult times with their period. That's all I'm trying to I say. I would suggest... And I was very, very empathic of you, Hook, despite the biblical tangent. But what I would say to this person is this, is look... Treat this as heavy periods like you would any other person's heavy periods. Yeah. You might need the oral contraceptive pill. We use that for heavy periods. You might need a certain kind of a tablet to lighten the bleeding yeah. or take away the pain. Like like Ponston is one of those drugs, but there are See, other ones as well. this girl is 19 like. Do you know what I mean? Well, She's you, very young. What I would suggest is this is go to your doctor and get some medication to make her periods lighter irrespective of her womb being one way or another. I, right. I suspect the womb is a bit of a red herring to be honest. Now this dame is getting married so naturally she addressed a question to me and you because I have a lot of experience on the getting married front but I also have a lot of experience of the problem her fiancé has which is a frozen shoulder can't sleep at night with the pain he's done acupuncture all sorts of stuff. He's getting married soon. And I mean, I can't imagine. Do you, know what I, do you know what I like about this story? What? They're getting married soon and he's 54, she says. Isn't that nice? He's out of his tiny mind. <laughs> like, I, I, why would you get married when you're 54? You've succeeded in, like, getting to this point without all the trauma. I was of about to say, dream. I was about to talk about people finding love in middle oh. life and, you know, maybe a second chance for some people or maybe the first time around for just an older couple who blossomed late. You've just been this, watching too many movies. This is lovely <laughs> and you give that no. out of your tiny mind nonsense. No, 54-year-old um, man. Can't raise his arm. I would say physio, yes, but you know what? Let, let, let's accelerate the process. You're getting married. Joint injection. No. Yes. New shoulder. Not, he's getting married, George. You're not going to go to have surgery. Well, no, but have. She wants to do the dance. No, do that like. He'll survive until he gets married, right? But the only cure is a new shoulder. After he gets married, he'll have a lovely wife to do everything for him. And he won't have to oh. let, wash a cup or you're he won't have to make a He'll have egg. He'll be in pain. Get a new shoulder. Don't mind this um, Hollywood romantic stuff you're Congratulations. I hope you're very happy. <laughs> and uh, I would suggest a, a joint injection. Oh, get a new shoulder. Now, hold on now. 51-year-old male. Maybe he's getting married. Uh, dull pains in both hips. You can't get married if you have dull pains in both hips plus the inside of your groin. Hmm. 
Well, he did, actually, he didn't say he was getting married. I think I had to. I, I think you think they're all getting married today. But dull pains in both hips. Uh, let's get an X-ray here and have a look at his hips. He may have arthritis. He may be coming from his lower back. It could be all sorts of different problems. But I would suggest it could be other things too. It could be a vascular necrosis. It could be all sorts of long-winded words like that. But let's have a look at these hips. Set of bloods and a set of X-rays. I am astonished constantly. By me? No. On a Monday by questions. And they never say, I've had an X-ray. Mm. Like, your man, they were originally called Rontgen Rays. Say that again? R-O-N-T-G-E-N. The fellow who invented them. I think his name was Rontgen, but they were called Rontgen Rays, right? Mm. They became X-rays, okay? Because no one could say Rontgen. Probably. But... One, I mean, there have been fantastic things in medicine, but the x-ray must be one of the great yeah, advances yeah, in medicine. No, so suddenly now, they can take a photograph, a picture of his hips, an MRI scan or whatever it is, look at him and say, your hips are great. You're getting the pain from somewhere else. Like, that's what the orthopedic guy said to me. I thought it was my hip. He said, no, no, it's not your hip, it's your back. Yeah. So, like, the, if this 51-year-old hasn't had an X-ray... X-ray and blood... Don't be and they might even us. need an MRI, but, yeah, he definitely needs to don't have this looked into. Well, this. an X-ray and an MRI are kind of cousins. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give... they sort of cousins. I, I know this one. Uh, what's good for rhinitis, George? You use a topical steroid cream, you get a steroid spray, wrist spray. spray, you spray it up your nose, you cough, spit, and what have you, and, and it's fine. Antihistamines. And yeah, antihistamines. And a bit of Vaseline up the nose to catch the dust. Yep, yep, that's it. Very good. It's glucosamine proven to work. I hate, I hate taking man made pharmaceutical products. I'm with you, Glenn. Glenn is in the Scholars Hotel in Droida. Did I ever tell you about the Scholars Hotel in Droida? I went for lunch with a lovely dame, right? Jesus. No, it was a mass first in Droida in the Dominican you Church. You know, shame. You, uh, no, I did. The priest up there is a great fella. I, I went to the Dominican Church to support her because the Dominicans are trying to kick him out. Then I met this lady, went for scholars, right? Did you pick up some woman in mass? No, no, we were talking about the programme. So then I paid the bill, and on you, I paid in cash, right? Okay. And I left 50 quid, and they knew that George wouldn't leave a 50 quid tip. So they very kindly rang me up and said, your 50 quid is ready. Oh, that's very good of them. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that, Glenn. Um, what did Glenn ask us again, George? It's glucosamine. What's that? Glucosamine. Um, glucosamine was in favour or in fashion or whatever from a health point of view uh, for a period of time to help prevent arthritis and joint pain and all this uh, it's been pretty much proven to not do anything I wouldn't waste your time or your money yeah thank you you're, you're, you're on a roll 53106 number 4 your medical questions to the White Hook Health Checkup um, see this one or even the High Noon Health Checkup or even could be no Ivan Yates is coming it could be the Ivan Yates Health Checkup who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks Um my mother's suffering from health pain. Well, not my mother, the poor one's dead. From but this person's mother. Head is, pain. Yeah. Okay. And it gets very hot four or five times a day. It came out to her after a session of acupuncture. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, uh, the thing is, I'm certainly not going to go to some fella from China to poke needles into me. Okay, well... Now, surely you're opposed to poking needles in I wouldn't be a mad fan of acupuncture, no, but I'm not a mad fan of anything that doesn't work, do you know what I mean? So let's... What about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? Do you agree with that? I don't think Adam and Eve exist. 
or existed. No, they're gone now. But I they don't did. think they ever existed. They're or talking. the serpent, or the rib, or the apple. All right. Um, but anyway, back... Acupuncture. Back, could you get a reaction from acupuncture? I, I, you I, could. I, well, I, well I, I, you see, if, if we say you can get a reaction to it, that presumes it does something. I would suggest this, that uh, she goes and has her blood pressure checked and stuff like that. I think she probably needs a check. If she's getting recurrent headaches and she's getting hot kind of flushes, we don't know how old her... her, her this person's mum is. This, this person could be in their 20s and the mum could be in the 50s and going through the menopause and having a hot head several times a day could be completely Do you normal. you get a hot head for well, you get hot flushes, George. People get the yeah. hot flushes. Is that why Ingrid used to give me a hard time? It was a hot flush. I'd say she used to give you a hard time because you deserved a hard time, actually. Yeah, like there's a ton of texts coming in here so my local Chinese fella sticks needles in me every day and it works perfectly. They're all fans of it. Well... You know, whatever works for you. You're opposed to any kind of medicine that is prescribed by people who did not go to university for seven years, interned for four years, and all that sort of stuff. Tell I, the truth. I pretty much am, actually. I, I have no difficulty okay. saying it, that. I'm, I'm a fan of medicine that works, and anything that doesn't work isn't medicine. Right. Now, was on methotrexate for weeks. Methotrexate. Yeah, had terrible reaction. Yeah. Skin wore skin on the back between blades like sandpaper. Well, don't take the meta thing of me, Bob. Methotrexate is a drug that is prescribed, George, for certain autoimmune conditions like um, psoriasis or maybe rheumatoid yeah. arthritis or things like that. So we don't know exactly why this person is on it. Um, but generally speaking, you're on it because you have a kind of a nasty condition. So, so you need to be on something or because it's not like you're just taking it just in case. This is usually to control pain and, and symptoms of nasty things. But it is a drug that's challenging to take and not everyone can tolerate it. And I think this person needs to talk to their rheumatologist or maybe a dermatologist, but whoever put them on the medication and say, look, I'm really struggling with the methotrexate. What other options do we have? You know, like you're unbelievable. You are unbelievable. I mean, I love you dearly. In fact, Jenny sent a text saying she loves you dearly. I love you dearly in a, in a, a, a platonic way. But... But they, using words like challenging, this poor fella is at the end of his tether mm-hmm. and doctors saying, oh, it could be rather challenging. I guess what I'm saying, George, is, is, is methotrexate is a difficult drug for some people but to take. The, but the conditions it's used to treat are also, I'm going to use the word again, your, very challenging. That's always your excuse. Your excuse is always, it's okay that the cure is worse than the disease. You know You're always is? on Do about that. Do you know what that. this is? Do you know what this is? This is like that Stephen Collins article about that some people want to be uh, in, in government and some people just want to express outrage. I am trying to take the measured risk benefit position yeah risk you're benefit and for... you're just the outrage in the corner this person has some kind of a bad condition or they wouldn't be on the methotrexate in the first place and we have to work out what the risk benefit ratio is and some of these drugs they have the risk of side effects but you still prescribe them for okay. the benefit to the condition that the all person right. has all right i bet you if i met this person right and i said to this person when the doctor prescribed this to you did the doctor say, this could be really difficult? This could cause a lot of reaction. But I think because you are in a challenging thing, this challenging drug could help you. I bet they don't. They just get a bit of paper and they write down in Latin Two five milligrams of methotrexate and stuff. Two things. is One is for a drug like methotrexate, doctors tend to say, look, we'll see how you get on with I it because this can don't. be problematic. But they do. But the other thing is, is, no, we don't necessarily say to people, this is going to be desperate 
and all that. And do you know why? Because as well as the placebo effect that people get from things like acupuncture and, and glucosamine, there is the nocebo effect, which is the opposite. If I say to you, I'm going to give you this now and it's going to half poison you, you'll feel half poisoned even if it wasn't going to have a negative effect at all. Well, Jenny, who loves you... You're very you, suggestible. Well, well, Jenny, who loves you, for, says, is warm weather better climate for rheumatoid arthritis? Tends to be. I do have a lot of patients with, with various yeah. arthritis, including rheumatoid, who do find warmer climates calm down the disease. That's why people in America like went to places like Palm Springs. Yeah, Florida. Like Florida it, is full of older people because the warm climate takes away a lot of Desert's even better. Deserts can be very hot, though. In fairness, that's stating the bleeding obvious, obviously, but it is very hot in a desert. You know, I never knew that. And I'm glad you told I me. I know, exactly. As I said that, I thought, here's a gem of information for everyone. Right. I have a terrible acid due to a hiatus hernia. I've been up on PPIs. What are PPIs? Uh, protein pump inhibitors. They're a type of medication you may be on one yourself, George. I'm not sure. Things like Nexium, Losec, Zotam. Oh, you put, put me on Nexium when I was dying in Chicago and I rang in the middle of the night. You told me to get you Nexium. Have, you actually have imagined this whole interaction then, between us and now you have you have added to it. Now I'm treating you during the dream you had. Now, the doctor is just doubling up the PPIs. I asked for an operation, Josh says, multiple times. Does he have an operation for a hiatus hernia? There is, a, there is, a, there is an operation for, for a hiatus hernia. It's called a fundoplication. It's a serious and major operation and uh, it is not to be undertaken lightly. If you can control your symptoms with weight loss and medication alone, I certainly would warrant you doing that. Well, I went to a great specialist and I said, Doc, here's my hiatus hernia. I open my shirt. Look at it. I'll oh show God, it to you. God. I open my George's shirt. Ab- look. Oh, God. Look. And there it is. <laughs> and there it is. And my eyes! <laughs> and he said, he said, George, of course I can operate. This is a serious operation. We have to staple this, mm-hmm. do this, yep. and do that. It's not he small. Said, he said, I wouldn't do it if I were you. Now, that's the kind of advice we need to give well, to this guy. that's the kind of advice he we've thinks, just given. Yeah, he this kind of things, like a lot of people. And there's a magic bullet yeah, operation. You're exactly right. A lot of people are sick, and a lot of people are in pain. And we don't dismiss it. But sometimes, it's... A side effect of being an old age pensioner sometimes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Do you know? I do. Um, the the uh, I've, I've I've lost my page. <laughs> uh, can the doctor tell me what you do when you lose the page? I'm struggling to sleep with back pain, but only at night when I'm in bed. Once up, the pain goes away. It's in the midnight. I want to answer this one. Go on. Your back always gets worse when you're in bed. Always. I mean, it's a fact. And then you get up, and what I do is, I do sit-ups, and I stretch. Yeah, and stretching is good. Ray McLaughlin, probably the greatest prop forward Ireland and Lions have ever seen, takes Ray about 25 minutes to get out of bed. But you get out of bed, and then you work. And that movement invariably helps your back. Do you know what I also think people sometimes overlook is the fact that a good mattress in your bed can alleviate a huge amount of back pain. I have an amazing mattress in my bed. I have a really well-sprung orthopedic mattress, but on top of it, I have a pillow top mattress that's all soft and squidgy. 
and I never get a never get a twinge in my back. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with your back. Like, I mean, you're probably getting 10% from the mattress company, like to be flogging mattresses. <laughs> I'm really not. I should. You're probably flogging mattresses. In case anyone believes George, no. No mattress companies have been involved in the making of this show. No, but I'm saying that some people have terrible beds with, with dips in no, them and springs no. and, Absolutely. and no support and well, everything. Yeah, I tell you, you notice this when you go to hotels. Like, you oh, know, yeah, when you, you travel and you stay in different hotels, you go into a bed in a hotel and say, this is great and you have a perfect night's yeah. sleep and you go to another hotel and you can't sleep at all exactly and the mattress is a key I'll give you that one yeah I'll give you yeah, that I one I have a bed a bit like a hotel bed it's really but, comfy but Carl like it's perfectly normal that your back pain when you're in bed and when you get up it goes away that's normal like you shouldn't be worrying about it the only thing I think is Carl is a relatively young person's name um, I suspect oh, what do you mean Carl's a relative I, I, do you know I do that I look at the ages oh, of people by some of their names I, I do no, hold on a while this is amazing you are able to tell people age by their name yes but you think Adam and Eve didn't exist yes like that is the science greatest. George science science <laughs> I can tell by their age do you know that there was Carl of the nine hostages? Oh, it was actually Nile. Nile of the nine hostages? <laughs> well, Carl, I think, was on the boat as well when they went over to capture it's a few Strongbow. No, he married Ethan. He did, Dermot McMurray. Yeah, Dermot McMurray. Yeah, she was a dodgy Daughter. bird. No, she was great. I knew a few of them like Aoife. Did you? Yeah, who liked fellas in suits of armour. The Hook Did Health Check ever? has just taken an unusual turn yet Did again. Did you ever go out with a fella in a suit of armour? not. <laughs> a knight in shining armour, isn't that what now, we're all looking for? This is the longest question in the history of the programme. It is the longest question. Should we leave it? Well, no. What's a TVT sling procedure? Is this uh, something to do with TV3? Uh, no, it's to do with um, urinary incontinence, actually, is what it's oh, to do Oh, yeah, I'm interested in this. Okay, go on. I'm suddenly, I have urinary incontinence. Oh, Lord. No, you know I have. Uh, you know I have. Okay. I got my two pairs of trousers uh, back from George, the dry George, cleaners George. this week. Hook. I bet there's a lot. Of, look, you see, you're wrong. You won't talk about things that affect people, real people, real lives, who have urinary incontinence and very often they do it in their trousers and have to go to the cleaners. That happened to me with two perfectly good pairs of trousers. I got them back yesterday. Now, help the person and instead of giving me a hard time. They've got the thing. What's this sling? Surgical procedure. Oh. It's a surgical procedure that's been performed on a woman who has stress incontinence, probably post-childbirth is what it is. Ask me the question. I don't know what the question is. It goes on forever. <laughs> well, I mean, is it a good idea or not? It's been banned in Scotland and they're going to ban them in the UK and Northern Ireland. Oh, this is deadly serious. It's, I mean, she has five children in her early f- uh, 40. She can't dance. She can't do anything because she's likely to have a pee in the middle of the dance floor. Like, help the woman. Is okay, this, this sling bad or good? This woman will, I would imagine, need surgery. The, the specific type of sling that she's been offered, we wouldn't be able to comment on on, on the, the programme, George, for lots of different reasons. Some of them legal and some of them because we don't know enough about this particular case. Right. But... This woman with this five kids, early 40s, stress incontinence. There is medication she can do. There is certainly physio she should be doing. But equally at that stage, five kids later and a young woman, I would be, you know the way I'm not keen on surgery and all, but I I would be thinking of surgery here. All right. Interesting with me now. And I wonder is this typical of, is this typical of the incontinence thing? 
right? Okay. I'm sitting here for two hours. Now, I've had 40 cups of coffee before yes, yes. I came in, right? I'm sitting here for two hours. Then I get into my car and yes. I'm sitting in my car, yeah. right? And I don't feel the remotest desire to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Then I get out of the car in the garden where I parked it and I can't make the front door. Okay. Our grass is growing at a phenomenal rate because I can't make the oh, front the door. Oh, the people of Fox Rock, no, I would say, love you. Serious um, medical question. Yeah, well, that's a different type is of... There, is, there a, is there a connection between sitting down and standing up? No. Uh, well, sort of. Um, you have a different type of incontinence. This woman has stress incontinence. That's urge incontinence where the detrusor muscle that's at the at the outflow of the bladder is acting peculiarly and when you need to go, you need to go immediately. And you, Correct, and yeah. suddenly you can't, you, I've no you, you time. Can't even get your fly down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a different thing. There was medication for what you have, George. The, the fella said that to me, the urologist. Yeah, there fella. is. But I don't like taking medication. Well, as I've said to you many times in this program, it's better to be well and on medication than unwell and all. I'm happy to pay a few quid to get the trousers dry cleaned than take some pill advised to me by and some that is, doctor. That is your own choice entirely. Correct. And that's it. Now you can send your questions to 53106. Kira Kelly will be back next Monday with her particular brand of medicine, which has made her a media superstar. Meanwhile, I carry on with sound common sense and I get nothing for it except abuse from the Taoiseach. And uh, you can uh, send your questions to 53106. The show tonight was thanks to a great team in Michael Quilligan on sound, Alex Russo and Kira Courtney. My good self will be back uh, Tomorrow, Kira will be back next Monday with the grace of God. Now, I know she doesn't believe that, but I believe it for her. And her guardian angel will be with her in the car all the way from Greystones.